if you're just calling me to change the color of your drapes, then, then, then you're really not using me and all my skills and the years that I've spent studying and the time tested formulas to the, to the full use of their benefit. And that is kind of a shame because you would then be missing out on an opportunity. Welcome to Winning with Feng Shui. Join me, Candace, a certified Feng Shui practitioner for a chat with Feng Shui experts from every walk of life. They'll share their inspirational stories of helping themselves and their clients achieve winning results and success using Feng Shui. Hey guys, I'm so excited to welcome Jillian Rothschild Scholar. So Jillian helps ambitious people who are feeling like there's something a bit off in their life and they're looking for someone who they can trust and help uh, them to get clarity, enabling them confidently to move forward and accelerate their results. Jillian is a classically trained feng shui expert who's been working in the private feng shui consultancy since 2010. She helps people who are feeling tormented with big unanswered life questions um, and unable to choose which direction to go. So they're looking for someone they can trust to help them get clarity so they can confidently move forward. She specializes in collaborating with clients over time to awaken new possibilities, including personal and professional goals and assisting each client in achieving them. Welcome, Jillian. I'm so excited to have you on. I love chatting thank with you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be included. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I think struck me about your or reading the bio, reading your introduction is that, you know, one of the main things that I've noticed, like a main theme that people or, or feng shui consultants really, uh, I guess, kind of gravitate to, or I really notice uh, the connection is that a lot of people that is where they start out with feng shui, where they don't know what they want in life or they don't understand how to get that. So how do you help your clients get clarity? How does that look? So one of the things I notice about my clients is that a lot of my clients are naturally intuitive. Mm -hmm. And I know this because I look at their four pillars of destiny chart and I can see that there's something in their chart that indicates that they've got like a little special superpower or they're a little intuitive. And so usually what ends up happening is they kind of know like something is really off. Like this doesn't feel right. I can't put my finger on it. And then they start to look around and go, what, what's going on here? What do I need to adjust? Maybe I need some help. And then they get led to calling for support. And that can happen because they're relying on somebody else in their life to give them some direction. And that person is saying, Hey, you should call this person for feng shui, or maybe they've read a book or two or three or four, and they're feeling confused and they're not able to understand how to put the together with all the rules and methods that go with feng shui. And so then they start reaching out and going, I think I need some help. Can you tell me what's going on? Because my life was going really well, things were going fine, but suddenly things are not going fine or they're not going the way I want. And, or there's this accumulation of things aren't going right. They're not going the way I want. And then they get frustrated. And we all reach this sort of tipping point, if you will, like Malcolm Gladwell is one of my favorite authors. He's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So if you've not read the tipping point, it's an amazing book. So people, we all have this sort of tipping point where we go, this needs to change. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get more of what I want in my life. And that's how people find me. And, And I'm happy to help using all of the resources in Chinese metaphysics to help get them to a place where they can 
see what's not working from a feng shui perspective, what we can change, what we can update, and so we can get them into a path of energy that's more supportive. That's awesome. I noticed too, most consultants, like we all, I think we all agree that it starts um, in here. You know, it starts in the internal, you know, because especially when we have, um, especially when there's an accumulation, you know, but also when things like suddenly change, you know, we're like, and we're not comfortable in that space anymore, you know, that may, we may have been comfortable in and, or we're having, you know, those forced changes. Um, but we really get in a mindset of, you know, a victim mindset, we get sad and it's just this downward spiral. And I think that's, that's really where I found feng shui too. I was so, um, at a loss of how to change things in my life, you know, that I was like, we could do whatever. I don't, I don't, let's just try anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, but cause I, I wasn't familiar previously familiar feng shui, but definitely if I had been familiar, it probably would have been the first thing I would have tried to look at. So when you're helping your clients kind of get that clarity, um, how, where do you start? You kind of talked about starting with, with the Bozzi chart, with the Chinese astrology. Well, one of the very first things that I do with my clients is we, we have a discovery session. And so I need to have an understanding of what my clients are doing, what they're not doing, what their expectations are and what their goals are. And once we have that established, then I can assess what resources I need to use in order to help get them where they want to be. And part of my, my discovery session helps me understand, like, are you doing the work that you need to do and, and have an understanding of what the limitations are of feng shui? Because in classical feng shui, we know that there is heaven, luck, human luck, and earth luck. And so we only have the ability to control a piece of this. I can only do so much. Part of your human luck is your mindset, your attitude, the work that you're putting in. If you tell me that you want a relationship and you are continuing to find the same kind of romance, the same kind of person over and over again, and you're not doing the internal work to, to change yourself to get a different result, then there's very little that I can do to make Mr. Magic fall out of the sky. Like that's not how it works. So you still have to be willing to do the things that are necessary to attract the things that you want. What I have found is that my best clients are the clients that are doing the manifestation work. They're doing the internal work. They're setting goals. They've got coaches in other areas of their lives. They're willing to do all of the things that it takes in order to help get them where they want to go. So what, then what happens with the feng shui, when I do my bit, right. With all of the tools that I'm using, then when the opportunity comes, they're ready to take it. So one of the things that I'm explaining to my clients is that I'm here to help you increase your quotient of luck, meaning your opportunity, not your bank account getting bigger because you won the lottery. That's lottery is chance and mathematics. What I'm here to do is help you understand that when the opportunity has come, you need to be ready to take them because at some point the universe will stop bringing you opportunities if you're not taking them because you still need to take action in and do your part. So there's a couple pieces in that, right? So the first thing I'm doing is assessing where they're at. And then once I do that, I can make a recommendation on what resources I can bring. And then that may also mean making recommendations about things that are outside of my purview, if you will. So if somebody needs to do something alternative with their health that I can't help with, they need to go see a TCM doctor, they need acupuncture, maybe they need a different kind of Western medicine physician. So the work that I'm doing is helping them get in better alignment so they can have the opportunity to get with the right doctor so they can get what they need. 
the answer to that is it's always customized because I'm looking at a chart, I'm looking at the feng shui and I'm seeing how we can get them into the slipstream of, of better energy so they can have more opportunity instead of feeling like you're on a river, like you know, when you want, you're in the river, you want to go downstream. You want to go with the flow of the river. But if you're constantly rowing upstream and you're running into obstacles, you're not getting anywhere. We've got to turn that boat around. It doesn't always have, it's not like a light switch. You do have to get into alignment and then go, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. I, I very much agree with that. I mean, that's, you summed it up so perfect, I think, because I think a lot of people, and I mean, I think I was in this boat too, when I started doing feng shui, um, I kind of expected that, oh, okay, I've placed everything, you know, I started out just with items and some things like that and trying to kind of, I guess, like feng shui each area of my room, according to like the BTB compass, you know, or the, the mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. bagua. And I was like, well, how come my relationship isn't better? Well, I still actually never even you know, we didn't go to counseling. I mean, we didn't, you know, we didn't, um, yep. you know, uh, learn about, you know, each other, how to communicate and how to, needs. what your needs yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. yeah. You just and think so, that like magically fairy dust will sprinkle and like everyone yeah. will behave the way you want them to behave. And that's not human yeah. nature. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I think that is one of the reasons I kind of geared more towards classical is because I thought, okay, well, I can use the energy in this space that supports, you know, communication and then, or learning, and then I can learn about communication. Now that will better my relationship, you know? And so I start looking at it that way. <clears throat> and, you know, and it is, you know, it's, it's tr helped tremendously, obviously, you know, of course, I think no relationship is perfect, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really when I started looking at, um, you know, what can I do? <laughs> you know, how, what actions can I take and how can the feng shui support me? And so I think that's, that's probably the, yeah, the, the biggest thing people can do is look at feng shui to support their actions. Yeah. Right. So one of the things I, I say a lot is that to me, feng shui is a support system for our lives. You know, we're talking about this Chinese art and science that is reputed to bring harmony and balance into your physical environment. So when our physical environment is more more harmonious and balanced then we just feel better we're able to feel nurtured and supported by our environment and therefore we can get the things that we want in our life and so for some people that looks different but if you want to feel a sense of confidence you want to feel a sense of empowerment you want to feel um healthy right a sense of well-being then you should consider the significance of your physical environment this is from a classical perspective we already know this this is how feng shui started it essentially it was all about survival of the fittest if you really boil it down it's what side of the mountain am i living on so that i can not be blown away by crazy wind what you know which is it shady is it sunny is it a place that i can thrive or am i planted my crops in a place that i you know they're not going to grow and so i'm going to die so essentially we are in the modern world what we're benefiting from is this extremely detailed and dedicated practice of these ancient Chinese sages who documented and tested. And I mean, these are time-tested formulas. They didn't have technology. There was no technology. They all they had to do was observe the land. And we're just benefiting from this amazing wisdom, which has miraculously survived all these hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's pretty amazing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that I think 
um, uh, also that you kind of touched on is it really, it really, it, it, the person's goals are important. Um, yes. Having the goal and seeing, okay, because if we just, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I just want my space to feel good. Um, I mean, that's certainly a goal, but I think most people don't realize that you can actually look at like, you know, what are your career goals or what are your relationship goals or, you know, what are your children's goals? And you can literally just use the energy in your home, you know, and position them in a good position, tap into different formulas and everything. And uh, it can help, you know, boost those goals and bring those opportunities, like you said. I think that there's a my my experience and my thought is that there's a gap in what we understand here in the West. So here in the West, we're more likely to say, um, I want more financial security, or I'm looking for a relationship, or you know, I want more romance in my life, or I just want my space to feel good. We're like, tell me what I don't know about my house. Like, okay, I can tell you what you don't know about your house, but unless you have a very specific goal, it's not going to give you any information or give you anything to work toward. Whereas what I found with my clients that are Asian or from the East, they have a very specific goal. I want my son or my daughter to do well in school. I want them to be able to focus on their schoolwork so they can study harder. I have a bad relationship with my manager. I want to work on my relationship with my manager because what that may do for me is it may give me a promotion or may give me a new opportunity. I, um, I'm concerned about the health of my spouse and I want my spouse to find the right doctor. Like they're looking for very, something very, very specific. And that I think is just a cultural difference between the way that we understand feng shui here in the West and way it's experienced culturally in the East. And so I, sometimes I feel like what I'm doing with clients is helping them drill down into something very, this is why I have a discovery session with all my clients, because I, if you're just calling me to change the color of your drapes, then, then, then you're really not using me and all my skills and the years that I've spent studying and the time-tested formulas to the, to the full use of their benefit. And that is yes. kind of a shame because you would then be missing out on an opportunity. Um, where am I going with this? The whole point is, I think that there's this cultural difference. And so the more that I can help my clients drill down into a specific goal, the more likely they are to be clear. And with that clarity, then, then we can all take action toward it. So here's an example. I have a, a client who is one of my very successful business clients who I worked with over the pandemic, actually. I didn't actually think that I was going to be doing any onsites during pandemic last year, but lo and behold, this is, this is somebody who is in my ideal client, you know, sort of niche, if you will, whose spouse found me and said, I want to bring in this practitioner. And when we started talking about the goals for his business, he said, I want to, just as an example, double my business you know, in a blah, blah, blah amount of time. Well, what does that mean? Are you talking about 20? Are you talking about dollars in your bank? Are you talking about number of clients? Are you talking about opportunities to pitch? And whatever it is, we need to drill that down even more. And so once we got, we spent a lot of time getting really, really clear. And once we got really clear and I could look at the feng shui and I looked at his Chinese astrology chart, like for me, everything sort of lit up. Like I could see vividly what needed to happen. And once we got him into better energy in the physical space and understanding what needed to balance his chart, we started using date selection. We started using the right spaces in the house. We started using his good personal directions. 
And while all that's happening, he's ready for the opportunity. He's working hard. He's, he's doing his own manifestation work. And that is sort of this beautiful marriage of understanding your own responsibility, your own human luck, and bringing in the feng shui to help with the earth luck component and putting them together. Because we only have about two thirds of this puzzle that we can really work on. I can't, I can only do what I can do with the feng shui. And once you're really clear on exactly what you're looking for, then you can work toward it. And what's beautiful is his results have been remarkable and like everybody's happy. He's happy. I'm happy. (laughs) And, and his business is thriving and I'm, I'm super excited to see all the things that he's doing. So that's just an example of what I mean about how having a specific goal is really pertinent. Yeah. And you know, with that, it's, I think it's that old saying that says like opportunity or um, success is opportunity meets preparedness or something like that. It's something mm-hmm. along those lines, but yeah, um, I think a lot of people don't realize it all. It is all those little steps and accumulation of all the small things. You know, I think, you know, like I said, again, people, you know, they're like, oh, maybe I have the goal of like being a, you know, social media star or something. Oh, you know, I can use this area of my Let's home. Let's find out if that's in your chart. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. But at the same time, you're like, you know, it's, you know, maybe you haven't even created that YouTube channel and you're like, oh, if I just create the channel, it's going to blow up. No, no, no. It's, there's some small steps in there. That's that not how the algorithm works. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's Gary V, the, the social media, you know, like guru. Um, he always says that, um, you know, like success, like those viral videos, whatever. Um, it's that that one thing that was 10 years in the making. You know, you might yeah, be yeah, there yeah. for 10 years, but it'll be that one thing that'll push you forward. Just, like, you know, so it's all those little steps you know, in the accumulation. And then right. we bring the feng shui in, we look at everything else and we line everything up and then it accumulates. And sometimes it's the skyrocket. And sometimes again, it's maybe it's taking you in a different direction or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So how did yeah. you start doing feng shui? What, what brought you to where you're at now? Talk, talk about your journey. How did that look? For so you? I was a little bit of a weird kid. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, when I look back on my childhood, I was, I feel like I was a weird kid. I judge myself as as being strange. Um, I, I was never really into stuff that was super popular. I was never like, I didn't go to prom. I was just, I was happier reading the horoscope and learning about tarot cards and understanding that there's alternative stuff out there beyond the conventional world that I was sort of brought up. And I was born and raised in Ohio. And I feel like that was very parochial kind of environment And so when I started to be able as a young adult to be able to think for myself and decide what I, you know, what I was interested in, I went through a self-help period. Like I feel like I read every self-help book that I could possibly read to try to know myself better and be the best person that I could be. And I left Ohio after I graduated college and I went to Los Angeles where I got interested um, and introduced into Reiki. So I started Reiki practice. I met my now husband. We started building a life together. And all that time, I'm like reading books, collecting stuff. My first book on anything related to the home was a Vastu book, which I totally didn't understand at the time. Mm-hmm. And I started reading books on feng shui. And while this is all happening, I'm in a corporate career. I'm building my, I'm thinking I'm going on a trajectory with my business, you know, with a business, not the business I'm doing with feng shui, but like a whole other career. I was in college admissions counseling for 20 years. And while I'm doing that, we're moving around. I'm reading about feng shui. And as I'm moving 
and I'm reading about feng shui and I'm thinking, oh, my life is going to go on this very specific trajectory. I'm with this company. I'm going to move up. I'm going to build myself into, you know, continue climbing up the corporate ladder, if you will. Like I thought I was going to be there for a really long time and things were going really well. They moved me from one area of the country to work to here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I opened a unit and my husband and I bought a house. And very quickly after we bought this house, this trajectory that I was on with my company went quick, sour, very quick. I, the manager and I didn't get along. Like things just, the relationships were falling apart. Things just started to crumble. It just felt like things were like, the like rug was getting pulled out from under my feet. I did not understand what was happening. So there just got to a point where I was like, done. Like I finished that relationship. I made a choice with my career. I stayed with the company, but went in a different direction, got away from that. And once the dust settled, I was like, sit, literally I was sitting in my house, like looking around going, maybe it's the house. Like we, this all happened right after we moved into the house. Like I wonder, and I feel like we all get to that point where we start to have this suspect about the symptoms of what's happening. And when you know a little bit of information about feng shui, you go, oh, I wonder if it's the feng shui. So I actually hired somebody and I thought, because I'd moved into this house, even though I had read all these books, I kind of thought I was getting more like low budget interior design <laughs> because I moved into this house and there wasn't anything on the walls. And I, I used to work at Pier 1 Imports. I didn't decorate anything. I just was like deer in headlights. I was sort of immobilized. I couldn't figure out what to do. And so bless this woman who was my first teacher came in, told me to do all these things. I'm very task oriented. So I did them all. Like you tell me to do them. I'm, it's like a recipe. I'm going to follow the recipe. Mm -hmm. So once I started doing that, it started to pull some of the pieces together. Right. So I started to feel like, oh, this starts to feel better. I feel like I have more control. I'm taking action toward getting into better alignment. And then actually I started to get frustrated because I didn't feel like I felt like I was running around trying to fix stuff with this early feng shui that I was doing. It didn't really, it didn't feel like it had enough hold for me is the only word I can use. So then I got introduced to another practitioner who was doing classical work. And I was like, what are you doing? Wait, there's classical feng shui. Like, what is this? There's more. I, cause I had started with BTB and I was hungry for more information. So I picked up classical book. I, I feel like I ate it. Like I couldn't get it into my body fast enough into my brain. And I was like, oh, okay, this is feng shui. So then I get with my classical teacher and I spend a year and a half with my teacher. And as I'm doing that, I'm learning these formulas. I'm learning, doing, I'm testing stuff on my own house and, and the energy starts to really come together. And I made a very specific change. I said to my husband, I was like, honey, we need to change the position of the bed. And he was like, no, it's not going to fit on the other wall. And I was like, honey, we need to change the position of the bed. And I'd like learning all this information. And so once we made that change, like I'm doing all this other stuff, but this, you know, this is sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. Like I really it knitted it together. We made that change and everything really started to light up and connect the energy in a completely different way. And so I started to really understand that like, oh, if I can do this, like anybody can do this. So then I really started practicing with other people and building my business. And the whole time I'm with this company, right? So I spent 10 years with this company while I'm learning feng shui, doing college admissions counseling, totally unhappy in this job, like coming home crying in golden handcuffs, because what I had done with the feng shui is I made so much money. 
<laughs> I couldn't leave. Like I had, I was so good at that job. They paid me really, really well. Like I got extra zeros in my paycheck that we were not expecting after I started working on the feng shui. And I was like, oh, this really works. Like I had better opportunity, better relationships with my students. Like I had great relationships with my managers. Like things were just going really, really well. And so um, then I could see it happening. Like I knew what was coming down the pipeline because I'm doing Chinese astrology and working on the feng shui. I could see what was happening. I knew that there was going to be a change at the company. So I was very prepared. But the day that the whole, the whole building got laid off, like I lost my job, but everybody did. It wasn't like I was this lone. And I feel badly that all those people had to lose their job in, in order for me to follow my dreams. But we all got laid off oh, and no. <laughs> everyone is really upset. And I'm like, it's my day. Like I get to go do my thing because I was really, I was so unhappy. And um, I knew building my business and studying all this feng shui that it was the time had come for me to spread my wings. And it was the universe giving me the kick that I needed because I was going to stay like, so now I'm doing full feng shui full time. That's my, that's the long version of my story. Oh no, I love it. Yeah. So I'm doing this series of like feel good stories and just insights, you know, but I really want to do a series where it's like feng shui gone wrong. Cause everyone has those stories too, I think. <laughs> well, and as practitioners, I truly believe this, right? I sort of believe that I had to go through a bunch of crappy things in order to understand how to get to understand what wasn't working so that I can share with a client, like, I know that this is not working in your house because I experienced this and two, what steps you can do to get out of it. So I feel like sometimes this is what my teacher said. Everyone always wants the whole enchilada. And sometimes all you get are the nachos. So when you know what isn't working, you can bring in the right nachos and see about making a change. It's a little bit like hemorrhaging like when the, when you're bleeding, you just have, first you have to stop the bleeding before you can build yourself back up. Or like, if you're in a hole, you have to stop digging the hole in order to be able to climb out. And yeah, I mean, we've all been through, I mean, my first house, when I first started getting into classical feng shui was like my test house. I built walk. I built a walkway with four formulas. It was a beautiful walkway. I put a fountain in the day that I wasn't even home the day I put that fountain in, I was at work and my, I was like, honey, they're going to come. They're going to put the fountain in. They're going to turn it on at this hour, blah, blah, blah. Everything is going to be fine. He calls me like 20 minutes later and he was like, oh my God, you're never going to believe. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, you need to just come over here. Of course I couldn't come over. Like, tell me what's going on. They turned the fountain on and I, 15 minutes later, I got a call about the interview and I'm so excited and blah, 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 because like everything clicked. That was like the good stuff, right? The, the crappy stuff was Oh my God, my stove was in the wrong place and we were dealing with a legal issue. Oh my God, we were sleeping on the wrong wall and we had a huge water leak in our back. Like I, we've all gone through crappy things to be able to say, this is why you have to change this. This is why this works. I moved into a house, activated some really nasty stuff that I didn't even know at the time. Cause I just didn't know, like it wasn't part of my field of understanding or anything that I had been exposed to. It wasn't even like I missed it. It just, no one taught me this thing. And so activating really negative stuff during construction and all of the crap that happens when construction goes bad and having to dig myself out of that and using the right stuff to get out of it helps me understand how it works, why it works, when it works, and be able to give that to a client. Sometimes I feel like with practitioners, we have to be our own success story because if you can't, 
relate to what your client is going through, then they're not going to believe you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, it definitely, I mean, we're, we are we're really our biggest test subjects. So, <laughs> you know, with that being said, tell, I know you kind of, you, earlier you talked about the gentleman that you, you know, you've helped and he's, you know, clicking along. Yeah. What is your most, your favorite feng shui story? Like a client, whether it's your a client or yourself, you know, we kind of talked about some of that already, but I really would love to, to hear your favorite one, your favorite success story. Well, in general, the clients that, that find me that seem that I seem to do the best with, or like I said, intuitive, usually they've got something that they feel intuitive about. They have something going on They're They're also really good at, um, working on their own stuff. And I found that actually men are really good at this. I know that a lot of the people who are listening about feng shui are typically women. And usually these are men who are into metaphysics in one way or another. They're into crystals, they're into energy, they're into being a, a super manifester, they're into self-mastery. And so they're finding their way to feng shui either because they picked up a book or because some wonderful woman in their life said, Hey, you should, let's do this. So my most satisfying clients are actually men <laughs> because I find that they're almost always more disciplined. They're willing to do the work. They're, they're a lot of times they're not so afraid. Um, and when I tell them to do something, they do it. <laughs> they they're very, um, they're very compliant. And so I feel like some of my most successful stories are these men who hear me, trust me, they're doing their own work and they're, they go, okay, Jillian, tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. And then we evaluate based on what happens, if it's working, if it's not working, usually it's working. And then what else can we do? Because they they usually are very clear. I, I'm here and point A, and I want to get to point B. I'm trying to transform my life between these two points. How do I get there? So almost always, and you can understand this from a classical perspective, not only can I help you see what the opportunities are to get from point A to point B, but I can help you see beyond because we're going to continue to work together over time they're going to understand that feng shui is not a one-time event. We're going to continue working on it. We need to continue to adjust, to keep you in the slipstream. So those are typically my most satisfying and exciting clients. Um, and they're also willing to do some of the more obscure stuff sometimes, um, more than just turning your desk a specific way or turning your bed a specific way, being willing to do some of the more fun and for more fun for me, advanced formulas that involve putting in a walkway or installing a water feature in the right place or building other kinds of setups that are more meaningful using timing. A lot of my really satisfying and most successful clients are using date selection that they're calling me and saying, I need to sign a contract. I need to hire somebody. I need to, um, I need to take a trip. I need to do something with publicity. When are, when's the right timing? And so we're adding these layers of fine tuning, if you will, that help their results be even more vibrant, which they get really excited about. They're happy. I'm happy. It's like a win-win. And then I feel like I'm really able to help people understand what their possibilities are. So this is just a couple of examples of success stories. People who have gone from, um, you know, these are gentlemen who, who are expanding their real estate business significantly. They're flipping houses. They're making a ton, ton more money on the sale that like, I have this one client who's a real estate agent who he flips houses and properties. And when we use the right timing and we work together, 
the sale goes smoother, permits get put through quicker, like the process is just much smoother for him. It gets done faster. He makes 20% more on the sale than he thought he was going to make and like super happy. Like that's an example. This client who I worked with last year who made a significant amount of money in terms of the, the he's a financial advisor. So he's bringing in more assets. He's helping the clients make more money. He's building connections. His business is growing in ways that he wanted, but didn't know how to get there. Right. So we work together and, you know, he's using, he's, he's on TV, he's doing TV spots. He's like, things are really flowing for him and he's starting to feel what it's like to be in the groove. These are both gentlemen, right? So I have another third client who we've been working with for a really long time, who, I mean, the sweetest gentleman when I met him was really, really in a hard place. He had gotten divorced. He was living in a house with his kids. It was still like life was up in arms. Like he was trying to make himself better. He'd read all these feng shui books and was kind of freaking out because he couldn't understand. He was like, felt really stuck and hadn't done anything to his house. When I walked in, this is a true story. When I walked into that house, there was not a stitch of flooring on that house. It was like subfloor. And I was like, oh, and there wasn't any furniture. It was so, it was kind of bizarre. But we worked together. We figured out that that house was not working for him for a long list of reasons. He staged it. He moved. He bought another house with me. He helped. We worked on his office. His business grew. We moved into a new office. Now he's like branching into a franchise. Like his life is really thriving. He's got a lot on his plate. But he's when I look at it from like a ten thousand point like high view, I can see how his how dramatically his life has changed over time. Now he's in a new relationship. He, you know, found somebody during a pandemic and like, it's just really, and call, will call me and be like, we need a grand opening date for the franchise. Like, let's get going. Let's low. It's just nice to feel really appreciated to, to see these gentlemen have so much success and being willing to continue in the process. Now, these are my clients that, I mean, I, I do. I found a lot of success with, this is not to say that I don't have success with women. Cause I have, a, I have stories of women who I've worked with, who like, I have a client who bless her heart. She was a hoarder and went through a bunch of psychological stuff and totally transformed her house. And her life has completely changed. We renovated her kitchen. We renovated her, we landscaped her backyard and she's doing really well in her business. She's connecting with people. She bless her. She got COVID, but we helped her get through it. She made it through COVID. Um, other women who I have worked with who work for other people, but finding satisfaction in other areas of their lives. Like I have this one client, she's an amazing artist and she works a day job and knows she's going to stay with the day job because of the kind of day job that it is, but wants to feel like more support in her art. So working together, she had a better relationship with her brother. She got a fellowship and she went to New Zealand and she got this amazing grant to like study and do all this art. And so, but she, but these are people who are working on it, right? These are not people who are like, tell me how to change my drapes and my, you know, life will be better. That's not what I'm doing. So I feel like these are, so I'm not exclusive, like I'm not exclusively working with men. I work with all kinds of people, but I find that the people who are most satisfying to me and are the most satisfied clients are the people that are really doing the work. It's very frustrating when a client is in a crappy place and they have an unrealistic expectation that if they change this one thing, everything is going to be better. And that's not always true. Sometimes, sometimes if you are creating your own block, 
then it doesn't matter how many opportunities come. You're not ready for the opportunity. So it, that's another sort of thing that's like a little bit strange. Like if you're not ready for the opportunity, if I make perfect, perfect feng shui, which is no such thing, the opportunity is still not going to come to you because you're not ready for it. So there is this little bit of connected energy, connecting the energy in a way that you, you are sort of responsible for your own piece. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, but these are, these are the things that make me, make me the most satisfied as a practitioner to see people doing well, to see them thriving, to see them getting more of what they want and knowing that they're doing their part that, because I'm, I, I only have so much, I don't want to say responsibility, but it's not all, it can't all be on your feng shui practitioner. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. You do need to do your part. If that, does that answer your question? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I mean, earlier you kind of mentioned like some, you know, you just love to self-help be went through a lot of self-help books and stuff yeah. like that. And that is one thing that I always suggest to people like, you have to, uh, to me, I find it hard to sit and read, but I listen to, yeah, I have subscribed to Audible so I can, okay. you know, like find, you know, those Tony Robbins books and you know what I mean? So, because it really does like it, you have to feed into yourself. Yeah. You have to better yourself. You have to be in a position that you're just a better person, you know, it, it really does start within. And um, so what, what do you do? I know, how do you address that downward spiral hat? I know you kind of say you just kind of, it's like a troubleshooting, I think almost sometimes too, where yeah. you're kind of getting down and narrowing down what their goals are. But do you always encourage your clients? I know to do those self-help things. I always try to tell people like, if you don't read a book, if you, if you can't sit and read a book, if you don't have time, um you can put youtube on in your headphones and watch wayne dyer or tony robbins or what you know those yeah, you know yeah, yeah. all those all those people you know whatever yeah self-help guru you love you know but i always tell people you have to be doing something you really have yeah. to be doing something and part and, and so i totally agree with that is i you make a really good point people need to be doing something right and i think that's okay so two parts one is i think this is why a lot of feng shui practitioners start to go down a spiritual path because we understand there's a karmic component and there's a spiritual component beyond what we can do in feng shui. This is the destiny. This is the heaven luck. This is stuff that's out of our control that we need to be able to connect to on another dimension. So the more that we do that as practitioners, the more that we're going to attract the clients that are interested in those things, right? So we are, I found very early on that like, I am very much a mirror for my client. If I'm going through something emotional, that client is going to show up for me in order for me to deal with it. And the good news is I've been able to figure that out pretty quickly so that I can adjust myself very quickly. And when I'm working with a client who needs to do some of their own work, I will often look at their chart and figure out what they need in order to go down that path. For some people, it's listening to Tony Robbins or reading a self-help book or going to therapy. But for some people, it's getting into an exercise practice. There are people who run and it's like meditation. You could just get it. I'm not a runner. My husband's a runner. Bless his heart. Sleep is my cardio. I don't like to exercise like it, but for him, he needs to get going. And I know other clients that are like that for some clients, it's art. Sometimes it's, um, getting into just getting away from your family and going to an art class and getting into a crafting or something that feeds your soul so that you're getting away from thinking, you know, repetitive thoughts and you're getting into something else. So I try to help the try. I work to assess what is 
the, what the client really needs in order to feel like they can move forward. Like I had this one client who last year, she actually won a BATSA reading with me and bless her heart. She was the sweetest little thing. She had a son and she told me about her life and we looked at her chart and she had told me about a time period in her life where she was really in touch with religion and her spirituality. And through some of the events in her life, she got off track now that her son is was born and is thriving and is doing well. She's starting to look around going like, what, what's my life now? And when we looked at her chart, we saw like very clearly that there was an imbalance currently in the time period that she felt the most supported was when she was involved in her religious activities and she felt connected to a community. And it became very clear, like that's go do that, right? If you're, if, for example, when you know, this is a practitioner, if your chart is missing this element, you need to go take action around that element in order to fill it. So, yes. so my guidance to her and my recommendation to her was like, go back to that community, go heal that part, go get involved with something that feels nurturing to you. And for her, just hearing that was like a relief. It was like the confirmation she needed. Oh, it's okay for me to do this. Oh, this is what made me feel good. Like, oh, I can go do this again. She's doing really well. She's such a sweetheart. She's doing really well. Yeah. And, and I think that the more that I get into reading charts and looking at people's feng shui and connecting with people. I mean, I worked with in college admissions for 20 years. So I feel like I work with a very wide variety of the population from high school students up to doctorate students and you know, all different kinds of populations. And one of the things that I learned is that people really need kindness. Everybody is going through what something, no one's life is perfect. It's just not, it's just not even possible. Even people who make a gazillion dollars, no one's life is perfect and everybody needs kindness. And if someone is calling for feng shui, they're suffering with something. They don't, they might not really understand what's happening. They might not even be able to fully articulate it until we start getting into a discovery session. Cause usually I'm asking a lot of questions and I'm digging deep into finding out what's really going on. Um, but people really need compassion. And I feel like feng shui is a really wonderful resource to help us support each other and be more of a global community. And it's a really wonderful tool for people who have not experienced feng shui to do some self-nurturing. Because if, you, if you're suffering with something and something is on your heart or on your mind, then taking some action to getting into a more supportive physical environment can bring a huge relief and, and help you get closer to what you want. And this is what I mean by accelerating your results. Like, you know where you want to go. Like, let's get you there faster. It's as it, like, this is one, something that a colleague of mine said one time, the, the universe wants you to have something and it will come to you, whether it has to go around the world to get to you or not, you get to decide if you want to get into slipstream, then it can come to you faster. If you're not in the slipstream, what's meant for you will come to you. It's just going to take a lot longer. It's so, so nice to talk to you today. Um, yeah, just again, just getting to know each other and kind of putting that out to the world. You know, I think a lot of times we do the interviews and it's like, um, you know, give five feng shui tips on uh, office or something like that. It's very structured. I really just wanted something that was just very conversational insightful you know just kind of fun other practitioners could get to know each other and and people who have not experienced in feng shui you know they've come to this and 
find the right person for them. So I really, I love that you're doing this because you're really highlighting that there are practitioners who are coming from different backgrounds, having different tools and resources, have, have a a niche or a vibe or a connection with the right kind of people. And someone is going to hear that. And, and the other thing that I feel like what you're doing, which I really appreciate is you're bringing in camaraderie because I do feel like there's quite a bit of competition and that it can get a little bit ugly, but when, when we come from a place of understanding that there's enough abundance out there for everybody, then we can be more globally connected, which I think oh, is a that's true. Thing. And so yeah. there are definitely, I, I think I could probably interview everybody that does feng shui probably in the whole world. And I wouldn't find anyone that does the exact same thing or has the same audience or has the same students or whatever. And so there are hundred percent, there's, there's room for, for all of us, everybody. you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, everybody. yeah, my hope is that the, an audience will connect with, you know, someone in the group and they'll be able to, you know, follow their work or hire them or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I've, so I've, and I'm having fun doing it. So I'm just having fun talking to people. That's the most important <laughs> part. If you're having fun, it will, then it comes yeah. through. Yeah. So where can we find you? I know I'm going to put links to everything in all the show notes that I'm doing. Um, and so what, tell us what you're, you're offering. You have a newsletter that you offer. Yeah. So I, I like to encourage people to get to know their practitioner before they try to hire somebody, because I feel like we all do so many different things. And one really great way to get to know me is to get on my newsletter list because it's free. And I typically put out a newsletter twice a month. Um, if there's any special events, they're on the newsletter and you might get an email or two throughout the year saying, Hey, this thing is happening. Maybe, um, like I, putting out a class or I'm putting out a special webinar, putting out a, I'm doing a sale for a geopathic stress device, whatever it is that I'm doing. So you might get an an email for that, but it helps you understand a little bit about how I communicate the tools that I'm using, the perspectives that I'm taking. So you can really feel like, oh, I'm driving with that. I really like what she's saying. I like what she's doing. Um, Maybe I want to take a class or I will not hire, or I know somebody who needs her services. Like, so that is a great place to start. And then if you feel like, you're driving or there's a fit and you want to have a discovery session, you can always contact me for a discovery session. So my business is feng shui in motion. The website is fsinmotion.com. People can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. I really, really had fun talking to you. I had a great time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Winning with Feng Shui. To support the guests and check out their work, be sure to follow the links in the show notes. To learn more about Feng Shui, Chinese metaphysics, and the content I have to offer, go to learnfengshui.com.